God damn radio on the fritz again. In the the case of nuclear or radiological fallout, people living around potential targets such uh, as change military that. bases I and can't chemical be plants that again. may be see, advised see to evacuate. Oh, hey, put on that barebone show you were listening to the other day. is April 3rd, 2023. Welcome to Bare Bones in Web3, episode 25, with your host, Saberstein, EJ the founder, and B-Bands. It's your weekly dose of Web3 news, opinions, market analysis, and updates. The show is sponsored by Space Skellies. Please see the links above for more information. This show is entertainment information. Don't be silly. This is not financial advice. None of the topics discussed should be taken as such. If you're interested in these topics, please do your own research. Our guest is Funny Jocelyn, and we will be chatting with her. Sabre will give our crypto uh, market analysis, and EJ will do our legacy, and then we'll have some announcements. Barebones Newsreel, April 3rd, 2023. Preserving culture on the blockchain. The project platform, or platform, Quantum, was created for preserving cultural history on the blockchain. On their site, it says, we enable equitable exchanges between conscious collectors and ancestral communities through blockchain technology. And on the quantum block, it describes what relationships they have, facil- they have to help facilitate the preservation of, this, um, culture, of their cultural heritage. They have made a multi- multidisciplinary alliance between culture keepers, government institutions, civil society, curatorial um, anthropologists, curators and uh, content creators to help tokenize a tangible and intangible cultural heritage. So in quarter one of 2023, they raised $2 million in pre-seed funding and their inaugural NFT for the quantum project sold for $97,000. The focus for this project is on cultures that are at risk, um, at risk ancestral communities so that they're worried that the, the heritage is going to be lost. They have a current collection going on for Bali, and their their mint is live right now, and the floor price is $5,000. So the reason they're doing this is with AI becoming so popular, governments like Indonesia are looking to preserve their true cultural events because AI can make something look like it happened and it didn't, and save them in the tangible and intangible assets by using NFTs. Um, Other markets like decentralized file storage might benefit from the need of proper storage from the preservation efforts from companies such as this. Headliner Elon is, oh, does somebody want to say something? Saber? No, I was just going to say, like, I find this so interesting. All these, all this news that actually shows like the real world uses of things, right? Because like we trade NFTs, we degen NFTs, you know, um, a lot of what's going on in Polygon with like these hype mids and, you know, the, underlying tech that's supposed to be like the utility and then here you have like actual countries that are like using nfts to preserve their cultural history and it's really it's just really cool to see 
I love that you find all this news. Thanks. So we got a couple headliners. Elon is being sued for $258 billion for an allegedly pumping Dogecoin for two years. We'll see how that goes. Another headliner. There's another lawsuit for popular YouTuber BitBoy. He has one for promoting FTX. And now this lawsuit is for promoting Binance. I wonder how many more will be coming out for many of these influencers and how many more influencers will be affected. Um, slippery slope. Yeah, they just have to like watch their wording, watch their rocket emojis, I guess. Uh, <laughs> some of them, I guess, don't realize putting not financial advice is not enough, but it's happening now. They're, they're realizing, I guess. Yeah, I think I, once I read that uh, court document that was saying that they're, um, they're suing that other platform for that was on Discord, I forgot what they were called. Um, oh, you mean Atlas? Atlas, yeah. They're in the, in yeah. The, it said that even though they said financial advice, it still doesn't, it doesn't matter because they were hoping that yeah. people would react or act upon what they were saying. Um, well, yeah, because they were like wording it isn't like, you better get in now, you better get in now, like trying to create that FOMO type thing. Yeah. And then using not financial advice is like their scapegoat. You can't do that if you're giving financial advice, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so for our next one, uh, cutting the fat. Is the metaverse extra that isn't ready for full world adoption? Or are other companies doing it better than Disney? The first round of Disney layoffs were the metaverse division and the storytelling division. The next round of firings that are planned will bring the total of layoffs for Disney to $7,000. I mean, $7,000. I mean, 7,000 people. That was funny. Saber, do you have any thoughts on this? (laughs) Yeah, when we were discussing it last night, I was kind of thinking, like, if they're getting rid of their storytelling division... I was thinking like, well, is it just because maybe they can use AI instead? Because in the article, it was um, a 50-person 50, 50 metaverse division with emphasis on storytelling. And so why, you know, you don't need people to sit there and type and write, right? You only need a couple people rather than 50 to use AI to help you write something. I mean, they kept you know, the lead guy. So many- they, they kept the main guy for that division. So he could essentially exactly. just... So it's not gone. Very interesting, right? Um, yeah, because there's so many people in the space right now that are using AI to help them write code, to help them create art, to help them create games. I don't see why Disney wouldn't um, act upon that as well, especially after COVID, right? Like they lost a lot of money during COVID. The parks were closed. Um, so I don't see, yeah, why they wouldn't use that to... Uh, well, even just to help jumpstart them into the future, right? Like, I don't see why any of these companies wouldn't be using it um, to help. I mean, them. it's like a $5.5 billion restructuring plan. So is it going to save them $5.5 yeah. $5 or is it going to help them, you know? Make yeah, that? so like, I don't think that, yeah, I don't think that like the metaverse is just gone because Disney is cutting the fat. I think they're just, um, like you said, like restructuring because they've realized that they can and they may as well. And there's also just a lot of people out there that have these silly jobs that are completely uh, unnecessary. You know, like you see these people on TikTok or Instagram reels that are like a day, a day in the life of a 28 year old who makes $150,000 a year, like working for whatever company doing social media. And here they are like waking up and they're going to, you know, do their face skincare routine and go have eggs Benedict and get their Starbucks and you know, go to work for two hours doing emails and then they're going to go for a walk and whatever, you know what I mean? Like 
uh, those people, they don't, they don't need those jobs. I don't think they need those jobs. <laughs> you know, so I don't think they're like cutting their coders, you know, their people doing coding or any of the more, to be honest, more important tasks, but maybe they can use AI to supplement those other people, right? The AI can write better. Instagram posts or do a lot of the social media work instead. Ooh, you're excited that. about our AI chat. Me too. Me too, girl. Of course. I'm, I'm dying. I'm dying. I can't wait for our AI chat, but that's on Thursday, just so you guys know. Um, I have a couple more thing to a couple more things and then we will go on to our next segment. Um Another headliner, U.S. government sells Silk Road seized Bitcoin for a profit of $215 million. Um, there is still 41,490 Bitcoin worth one, currently worth $1.1 billion that they can still sell. Will they dump the rest little by little or will they wait for the price of Bitcoin to go up to make a profit after it's sold? And what are the plans for these funds? Um, yeah, Cause you know, Gary's asking for like a couple billion to help him uh, protect everyone. We'll see how that goes too. <laughs> Arbitrum success was made its airdrop, one of the most anticipated airdrops for layer two solutions. The price of ARP token was eight at its height was $8.67, but since then has dropped to a low of $1.15. Um, due to the Arbitrum Foundation selling off their native ARP token that was dropped. But they did this ahead of the passing of a governance proposal, their first one, which was AIP1. The foundation's choice to sell the tokens for fiat was made because the foundation is a centralized entity and has not set up the infrastructure for government governance in a DAO. Proposal AIP-1 is a ratification proposal and received a lot of community backlash. As of last night, it has been rescinded and will be broken up into smaller proposals since the initial proposal encompassed a little bit too much information. And then our last one, being able to give using crypto opens up the floodwaters for philanthropy. According to the Crypto Philanthropy Adoption Index, with the current trajectory, donations to nonprofits should pass 10 billion in the next decade. Nonprofits like Ronald McDonald House accepted donations in ETH, um, along with uh, nonprofits like UNICEF. So I think that's awesome that even though crypto is making people a lot of money, it is also um, giving back. And on that note, we will go on to our crypto analysis. Good morning, Saber. Good morning, everyone. Uh, so price action has been super boring these past two weeks. Um, I think I've been short for like twelve or thirteen days, and it's just it's just the worst. It's just so boring. I don't I don't know if I've ever been been in like a position for that long and just that's done nothing. Um, so we need volume to have some fun. And we're currently lacking, lacking volume right now. Um, so on the weekly, we printed another doji on average volume, um, but it's less than half of the previous weeks. So like last week, the previous week was like the largest volume we'd had, or the highest volume actually we'd had ever seen on Binance. Um, so hard to keep up that volume, but this one is this one is still on average volume. So um, so yeah, so indecision again, yay. Price is still sitting right below, <clears throat> excuse me, resistance. And the 200 SMA is below at 25,600. So just waiting to get tapped to support, which could garner enough demand to finally push into resistance above uh, between 29 to 31,000. Uh, the 200 SMA on the weekly is really important, which is why I keep referencing it as a, uh, as a good spot to watch for support. Um, on the daily, we wicked above resistance at 28,900. Uh, touching 29,220 on Thursday, 
but we couldn't hold above to confirm the resistance break. So we just wicked into it and still um, the candle body closed below that resistance. So um, I had written that currently we're breaking below the daily trend line, but actually as of this morning, we're wicking down to touch that uh, 20 SMA for support. Um, breaking below that, we could see that 25,000 to 25,600 area um, that we've been waiting for, which gives confluence to that demand zone and 200, 200 SMA on the weekly as potential support. Um, but right now we're just, we just wicked down and now we're actually pretty much at open. Um, it does also look a lot like, if you look at the chart, it looks a lot like an ascending triangle and ascend, ascending triangles are usually uh, bullish, especially below resistance, which means basically it's just putting in um, higher lows and it's just kind of eating away at that, uh, at that resistance. So it's not dropping um, below the previous support it had created. Um, so we'll see. Maybe I get stopped out on my short, um, but I'm I'm hanging on for a bit just because I do want to see that 25.6. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Um, I'll flip long if it breaks, but if it breaks above, sorry, and holds uh, because we do have a lot of upside that we could see as well, as well as downside below, of course, right? Just depends on if you're breaking resistances or um, uh, you know, holding support, those types of things. Um, so still wait, yeah. So still waiting, not so patiently for price to do what it needs to do. If we can break above the supply area above and confirm support, I do think we could see low to mid 40 K range. Um, if we do a DGen short sweet spot would likely be $42,000 and $69 as these numbers do hold some significance in crypto. So, you know, as we saw, with the top at 69k and then actually after it touched 69k the bottom of that area um was 42,000 first it actually dropped down touched 42,000 before it you know moved up and then dropped down again so those numbers do hold some significance um bvans touched on this but I'll touch on it again so last friday the us government announced its intention to sell 41,000 Sorry, <laughs> to sell 41,500 Bitcoin associated with Silk Road in four separate batches this year. So as well, they had already sold 9,861 Bitcoin earlier this year on March 14th. Looking at the daily time frame, March 13th and 14th were two of the highest volume days ever next to the FTX collapse with slightly higher volume on the Binance chart for the Bitcoin and Tether pairing. So while the large sale seems bearish, the market seems to have observed it well. Now that's likely due to Michael Saylor as he announced MicroStrategy accumulated approximately 6,455 Bitcoins between February 16th and March 23rd, bringing his total Bitcoin holdings to approximately 138,955. So even though he says he accumulated between February 16th and March 23rd, that doesn't mean that he accumulated every day for that, you know, uh, time frame he could have I mean he could have been the one to buy it on the 13th and 14th I don't actually know but um, to me it's likely that if the government's selling you know over 9,000 who's going to absorb that many well if Michael Saylor says that he bought you know um, three quarters of that amount between like within that same time period I honestly think it would probably be him uh, so it remains to be seen if the market can absorb the remaining 41,500 bitcoins the U.S. government intends to sell within the year um, so, right, somebody has to buy them. So there has to be a reason for either people 
like you know, small small fish like us to buy them, or you know, whales to buy them as well. Because there's a lot of whales out there with a lot of Bitcoin, um, and if they're underwater, they might start selling as well. Uh, so NFTs on Polygon have been moving well as liquidity has clearly moved to this ecosystem, primarily from Solana, but other smaller chains as well. Uh, hype mints are minting out, secondary markets are generating large volume, and people are defending their bags as the fight to be number one on Polygon continues. With the low volume on crypto coins, people are moving where the action is. People are, sorry, please just always remember that at some point the music will stop and you do not want to be the one with bags so heavy you miss the chair and are left holding as liquidity moves elsewhere. So NFTs are not priced in USD or any other um, like fiat currency. They are priced in the underlying token. So if crypto makes new lows or starts a new downtrend, people will risk off out of NFTs to cash to buy back in. So just ensure you're keeping track of your portfolio um, so you don't become too overexposed in one area and just maintain a proper balance. Um, for example, I strive for 70% cash and 30% NFTs and crypto in a downtrend. But in this uptrend, I did adjust my allowance to a max ratio of 50% cash and then 50% NFTs and crypto. So that's more of that risk on, risk off mentality. Um, yeah, I just don't want everybody to get too excited and get you know too, too euphoric and get into that FOMO phase where you're like, oh, there's a new mint and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm overexposed already, but I got to get this one, I got to get this one. And then you diamond hand it and then Terra collapse. Now, I, don't, I don't think it's gonna, the Terra collapse is necessarily gonna happen, but like, remember that was a black swan. Um, not, not too many people saw it coming. Some did, for sure, some did. The, the writing was there on the wall, but uh, when you get too euphoric, you generally block out those types of things and you just pretend they don't exist. So um, I do think there are still too many bears out there that need to be liquidated, which could be the fuel for a push higher. So that's also known as a leverage cleanse, right? So you have a lot of bears out there that are, you know, um, using leverage 5x, 10x, 20x, 50x, even up to 150x on some exchanges um, to short the market. And so if you end up having, if, if, if the bulls are, if the bulls are stronger and the demand is higher, right, you're going to take out those those bears that are that are short and you'll end up seeing like these ridiculously large green candles right because you're liquidating uh large positions on the move up and that is that can that can add fuel and especially in the area that we're in that can also create a lot of fomo with retail traders because they see you know monkey sees big green candle monkey buys right um so just watch for that as well so currently we are in an uptrend and until that is broken i'll be primarily playing the trend although short-term trades um sorry, short-term short trades into resistance with a hard stop loss still also makes sense as well. Um, and with that, we will be going over to EJ for the traditional market update. Thanks, guys. Hey, and real quick, I just want to let everybody know the charts that Saberstein is looking at or has done are put in the nest and they're also attached to the bottom tweet blurb so that if someone listens to it later, they can kind of see what she is talking about. Um, EJ, can you talk right now or do you not have signal? I don't think he has signal, guys. So that being said, I think we should really quickly uh, go through the announcements. And then I, I can't wait. I want to talk to Jocelyn so bad. <laughs> I'm ready. Sure. I'm ready, Freddie. Okay. <laughs> Let's do the announcements. Okay, so the big news. Polygon, sorry, I'm going to restart this again. This is the announcements for Space Skellies, the project that we are sponsored by. So the big news. Polygon migration is this Friday, April 7th. Um, no time has been announced as of yet. We are hosting two AMAs on Twitter specifically for the migration. So we're hosting um, 
one on April 3rd. That's today in roughly two and a half hours, two and a half hours. And also on April 5th, that being Wednesday. I hope I got my days right. Sorry, guys. So please yes, see the Discord right. channel. <laughs> please see the Discord channel. Um, we have a new channel called Space Calendar, and it sets out all of the spaces that we have for the week, but it also says the proper time as it will be set to your time zone. So that's the best way to figure out um, exactly when these AMAs are. Um, we're also hosting a Twitter space with Hellcats on April the 4th and a space called The World of AI with an incredible panel of intelligent AI builders and AI, and AI creators. And uh, definitely cannot wait for that one. That one's going to be so much fun. Bring um, your tinfoil last... hat, please. Yes, tinfoil hat. Welcome on that one, okay? So um, lastly, if you are a part of the Smoked, smoked Sub Community um, within Space Skellies, Egg Levin, um, another person on our team, has set up another fun game called the Smoked Mega Raffle with some awesome NFT prizes, including an elixir, um, a doghouse dog. I also saw a lonely astro club and many more. So win raffle tickets by participating in rumbles and other games in the gated channel. One thing I really love about these sub communities is that um, Egg Levin always comes up with these really unique games. So you're not just playing rumbles over and over again. There's, there's more to it. So it creates... Um, just so much more, a little more excitement, a little more community feeling, which is really fun. Um, and that's all I have for this week, unless EJ has anything else or B-Bands has anything else. Um, I believe we're primarily just focusing on uh, the Polygon migration this week and uh, making sure everybody understands and knows what's going on. Another uh, person on our team, Brent Darius, will be doing up some more threads. He already has done one on how to get funds um, bridged over from the Cosmos to um, Polygon. So you can always look for that as well on our Twitter. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you for that. And for our guest, I am so excited to talk to you, Jalocelyn. Jalocelyn. Jocelyn, I'm so happy to have you here on the show. Um, it's been a long time. I, I heard the end of your joke on um, yesterday's uh, space where you were on the um, talent show, and that was cool. Um, but how are you doing? What's up? Hello, ladies. And I'm sure there are a few gentlemen in here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know what's funny? Earlier, you were like, don't be silly, something, something. I was like, oh, wait, if we can't be silly, then I don't really belong here. I don't know what to no, do. You can. But you can. I get what you're allowed. Saying. Don't be like crazy silly, you know, or actually be crazy silly, but just like, you know, keep it in check. Just like make sure you don't knock over like the white powder walls. But anyways, what's up? Um, I'll do a quick intro. So you know, because who, who am I? You know, I'm not funny. Nobody cares. But anyways, hi, everyone. I'm Jocelyn. I am a funny female Filipino comedian from Los Angeles. Currently the first and only of my kind. I represent a rare breed of comedian, as in I started doing stand-up sitting down on Clubhouse, um, the original social audio crack that was made popular during the pandemic. So if you know, you know. And if you don't, that's cool. You don't have to go to rehab for that. Um, in September, made the leap onto these Twitter spaces and just landed in, ooh, is it too sunny early? Um, what? Landed is ginormous sausage fest where they have like the biggest Solana schlongs, uh, clout cocks and um, ETH tips. But anyways, um, here we are. <laughs> Honestly, like I put on my PFP and I was like, oh wait, can someone tell me if like my tinfoil hat is on crooked or straight? Cause if it's straight, then I need to definitely um, bend it. But um, so crazy. Yeah, uh, FOMO, it's like fear of missing out. No, it's like F, 
off, move on. That's what I'm thinking. Like, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to FOMO. And originally Clubhouse is like when I first got asked about NFTs, you know, I'd, I'd seen the rooms and they were big and ginormous and like intimidating. And like one night, late night, I like kind of like meandered in there. And, you know, obviously I stuck out like a sore thumb because I was the only like human looking one in there. But they were like really nice. And they were like, oh, Jocelyn, hi, welcome. Like, what do you know about NFTs? And I was like, ah, I know a lot about natural flat titties. Hmm. And that's how. Oh my gosh, when you said that, holy cow, that was the first time I had heard you. You're like natural flat titties. And I was like, oh yeah. (laughs) What? Oh no. Um, And like, yeah. And so if you go to my Twitter profile banner, I, I'm humble brag. I did inspire the rarest pair of boobs on the internet, specifically Web3. They're Ross Chase's royalties, NFT titties, but those are more like natural full titties or maybe nonsensical fake titties, whatever you're into, you know. Mine are of like, yeah, like 1980s film, weird science, you know, like a healthy handful. You know, reminds me of the first stripper who ever put her soft boobs against my face, you know, just, you know, really nice. (laughs) Anyways, a little bit of my set. Um, and it went because honestly, these web few jokes are not going to land anywhere, but here, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, for sure. And w- I, I do have a couple questions, but ask uh, away. You, I okay. AMA all day, every day. Okay. But yeah, no, so, thanks for having me. Shout out to B-Dance. Listen, the, the first time that I heard you say that, I was like, oh yeah, I want to, I want to hang out with that girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so, so how have you been able to like read or engage or read the room for the conversation. Like, you know, when you're in stand up and you're being, you're able to like see people and kind of, you know, gauge the audience. How do you, how do you do that in this um, atmosphere where it's, you know, like thumbs up or, you know, laughs, but maybe sometimes people don't even hit the button, you know? Right. Thank God for the emoji. You know what I mean? Because like, at least that's some type of like reaction where there'd be delayed or right on time. So that's always nice. You know, Clubhouse didn't have emoji. So I literally was just like talking to dead air. Um, and then there, but then it's interesting though, because, um, I actually have the honor and the privilege of writing my material, uh, with Bob Sumner. And for those who don't know, uh, Bob Sumner is actually one of the co-creators behind Deaf Comedy Jam. Uh, it's basically the organization that started a lot of, uh, black people's, uh, comedy careers. He's known as the Black Lord Michaels. And so for him, if you guys ever, if anyone ever wants to do three minutes for him or, you know, he does like pop-up comedy rooms, like. It literally is just you straight talking for three minutes straight. You don't pause for a laughter. He literally just wants to hear your material, what you plan on saying and um, getting laughed at, you know. And by the time I'd stumbled onto him, I'd already been doing that on Clubhouse, really, you know. And ultimately, for me, it's just like, you know, oh, and I just celebrated my two year anniversary a couple of Saturdays ago because coincidentally, the day I joined Clubhouse is literally the same day I started doing comedy. And I actually found the three-minute uh, set that I did, my debut comedy set. Um, and you can read the my comedy origin story on my profile. You, but should, like, you should pin it. You should pin it to your I think thing. It, I think today. someone already pinned it up here. It's, it's two back from the BTC uh, charts. Um, okay. And the thing about it with me, it's like, I just, I pretend like everyone is laughing. I just do. Like in my head, I'm like, I know it's funny. I laugh at it every time. You know, and so I just do that. And so with with um, so when I got onto Twitter um, after after having done the social audit thing on Clubhouse for over a year, you know, 
99.9% of comedians will not do stand-up or their material anywhere other than um, in real life on a stage in front of like people, right? So again, once again, I'm just another anomaly or just rare person. But ultimately, it's just because I love making people laugh. I do. I really do. And I know in my heart of hearts at the end of the day, like, um, I might not be able to like hear it immediately, but I don't know. I just like to have faith in that. And so, um, interestingly enough, though, back to my point, ADHD, sorry, should have mentioned that earlier, all day human distraction, you know, right now your main circus attraction. Um, so when I decided, so, so when I came out to Twitter spaces and they, and people would see like, oh, you're a comedian, you know, I want a joke. Oh, you want a joke? Go look in a mirror. Sorry. No, that's rude. I don't even know what you look like. Um, but so I decided to go with a very specific, um, slice of, uh, my bigger set and just indicative and celebrating, you know, the um lack of women well not even lack of women but just like speaking as well like i'm sure there's tons yeah, speak, of women on the internet yeah, speaking exactly. women i understand what you're saying that's what i meant you know what i mean and so for me it's like when i was in a space and it's just guy after guy after guy and it's like guys complain about women saying crazy things and getting emotional and insane spend one day on crypto twitter okay you know that'll just change your perspective on that one you know but we're not here to judge you know men feel your feelings please do so just don't let them like ruin you but anyway so then because of like we experienced that so quickly and so like concentrated like you know what we're just gonna go with a dick pic slice we're just gonna go with that five sliver of it you know and it's to the point now where yeah like um I thought at the point now where recently I was doing the set and there was a, a guy and the speakers and he had heard the set before. And so um, he actually uh, was fearless and was like, and started interjecting. I mean, some would say heckling me, but like at the end of the day, you know, standups, we're, we're there to engage in a conversation with you. So we're there to like, you know, get a reaction. So, so yeah, so it's like, I welcome it, you know? And it's, it's just interesting because yeah, last night in Katie's space, it's like, once again, here I am popping everybody's cherry, you know, very proudly. I proudly pop cherries because I can't pop bottles. I can't afford them. Um, and being like the first and only comedian to come through, you know. And so, again, like I just kind of like, you know, I, I realized a long time ago that I'm different and that's okay. And I used to like, that used to scare me and stuff. But then, you know what? I've, I've embraced it now. Um, part of my story is that, you know, as a child, so I have foreign immigrant parents. I represent my family's first generation born in the United States. So um, my parents were failed stage parents. But ultimately, at 10 years old, I had this thought and epiphany. I was like, oh, wow, there's no one on TV that looks like me. So that means it must not be meant for me. And I quit. Well, sure enough, here I am, like, 20 years later, like, I find myself pursuing the same, like, industry entertainment you know making that transition from behind the camera to in front of it and it's like now it's like okay i still don't see anyone on tv that looks like me but in the immortal worlds of sync, i guess it's just it's gonna be me you know and they just you know just again and and i keep coming back i keep raising requesting to speak i keep talking because at the end of the day it's like I cope with comedy, I heal with humor but this last couple of years have taught me something else where it's like it's just healing through hearing you know healing through hearing you tell your story, encouraging others to, to tell their from your own mouth and encouraging others to share their story. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, I firmly believe that everyone has a story worth writing and sharing, you know, and like I just yeah, and that's 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 what I do. So, 
Yeah. So um, you, so it, it, so it must, so like you touched earlier, I was going to ask you, I'm like, when somebody's like, make me laugh, like how annoying does that get? And like, what do you do? Like, do you try I'm, to make them laugh or do I'm you kind of like divert? I'm better about it now. I was way more like sensitive uh, in uh, two years ago on Clubhouse, you know, but the thing about it, it's like, it just like, it depends on the person because there's some people who are like, you know, who like, ooh, like they're in the mood to laugh and like, oh, this will be easy. And there's others who aren't, you know what I mean? Like make me laugh, like make me a bicycle clown. It's like, mm, not today, sorry. You know what I mean? Like mm, maybe tomorrow, you know? Cause then again, at, and that's another thing. Like, I feel like women in general, we've, there's like this systemic, historically systemic brainwashing to be accommodating, to be like people pleasing, you know, to like, and so for me personally, um, 2023 is all about this shameless self-love, celebrating myself, talking about myself and not apologizing for it. And part of that is also just setting boundaries with people and stuff and managing expectations. Um, my signature and to all my sets that I do, I don't know if everyone's heard it or not, but um, that basically stemmed from, yeah, like kind of just, you know, being demanded like, oh, Jocelyn, you're a queen. Like, tell me a joke. I want to laugh. Like, you want to laugh? Look in a mirror. No, but um yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's why I didn't want you to feel like you can't, were coming on this show to like, I know you enjoy people laugh, you know, mm -hmm. making people laugh, but I kind of want you to do it on your own terms. Like if, if you want to, you know, do it, we can, you, you can do it. If not, let's just chat about your life and, sure. and the goings on because I'm not, you know, laughing nope. at yourself and all the things you've been through too <laughs> is part, is part of the, the whole, the whole therapy and, and enjoying being in this space. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's my number one thing. The best thing is when you can like look at yourself smile and laugh you know and so a uh, part of it's like i love hearing you guys talk about crypto and like markets and all that like it just i feel like mm, tie from like clueless it's like wow you guys sound like really smart it's like oh this is a really good school you know it's like crypto twitter high school kind of me but um ultimate too is like yeah i branded myself so <laughs> on clubhouse I branded myself this comic Bambi, you know, because I was just brand new, just learning. And then on Twitter spaces, it's like, okay, I've kind of branded myself this web three Bambi. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I, I will ask the dumb questions over and over again, you know, because at the end of the day, if you guys really are trying to build communities, if you guys are really trying to like bring in new people and not scare them away, you know, you got to be able to handle dumb questions. <laughs> or just be no not it's, i not dumb <laughs> questions but maybe but like, like fair questions from people who aren't in the right. same like <laughs> maybe yeah. brain smoothness like some people have like more curlies <laughs> in their brain and then some of us just have like less of those curlies and we just need you to like explain a little extra for us right or just not be like you know <laughs> so when what it's so funny because it's like i'm at the point now where i i realize like like life's a joke nft they do a talent show every thursday and that literally is me like my life is a joke like everything i say all my stories i share it's like stuff i've been sharing forever and one of them is the fact that like um i just lost it because my brain has adhd Ooh, it's right hey, there. but it's all right you know I what know. it'll come back but meanwhile um we, mm. we typically wait you know for the end but i didn't know did you want oh. to talk to anybody in the, in the crowd. We had two people who came up. I think they wanted to talk to you. Sure. Did you take some questions or? Of course. All right, uh, Straight Light and then uh, Secret Lover. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds cute. I have a question. 
um, do you find it like a hindrance to uh, label yourself as a comedian? Do you see people having like different expectations with that label? Because I can only imagine the number of people expecting you to always be turned up to 100%. Like, how do you handle that pressure? Um, I wouldn't say it's a hindrance just because um, I came to the realization a long time ago that this is what I want to do. This is, I had the epiphany very quickly after I started. Like, this is where my passion is at. This is where, like, my purpose is. This is, like, all I, like, think about. It's, like, and <laughs> it could be a reflection of just total trauma, you know, that developed by ADHD. But ultimately, yeah, I, I it's not a hindrance because, um, it's it and I got into comedy too because like it's a challenge to as well you know and it's it's a label that you know it took me four months which again is pretty quick for most people I guess because they tell they say that like it takes comedians anywhere between seven to ten years to like find their voice and develop like like so much material or whatever and um but the thing about this like going back to my main point my my earlier point it's like everyone's different you know everyone travels at different speeds and stuff and so for me labeling myself comedian was more just like yes it was like a yeah moment you know but it's not a, i wouldn't say hindrance i would just say like it's a challenge you know it's definitely like a little bullseye maybe too you know like a target on my forehead or on my back not there just up by the shoulders not down there but you know what i mean like obviously you know, and one thing I pride myself on is the fact that um, I'm, at, I'm at a point where I realize that part of my purpose is to represent the marginalized communities in mainstream media, going back to the point when I was a kid, you know, and so for me, it's like anytime there's something like awkward or dicey, I love awkward situations. I just lean into them. Um, for me, it's like if anyone's people feel like they're on the attack like I'll be the first to stand up and be like I'll take the hit blame me you know and like if something goes awry like I'll take the hit blame me like you know because at the end of the day like feel like um I've gone through so much that like there's a word that got used a lot um to describe me last year was it's an r word don't worry it's not one of the hard r's uh is resilient you know and yeah that's a word that I super resonate with because Ever since I was a child, I remember telling myself, like, you know what? I can live with rejection. I can't live with regret, right? And again, stemming from a kid. So for me, it doesn't make the rejection hurt any less. But again, I think I've just been mentally and emotionally preparing myself for uh, open public mockery, you know? And just, and again, just kind of like as much as, I mean, Chris Rock the other day in his new special said that, like, you know, uh, words hurt people and his joke was like yeah if they're written on a brick you know so it's like I think it, it, I mean it kind of is a hindrance it's not a hindrance I won't say that but it's just yeah it's definitely a sensitive thing because you know people are expecting to be funny and then also I guess I can kind of be like a little bit of a wild card for anyone who doesn't know me very well it's like oh what's she gonna say you know but I can definitely read a room I can definitely be respectful and also at the end of the day like I'm just here to spread laughter and love but not a hindrance, just definitely, definitely like a, what's the word? Oh, I used to talk about how like, my, it's like my need for, to engage in, a, in adult attention-seeking behavior. So thank you for being my enabler, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that. Um, and we have Secret Lover. How are you? Hey, I'm good again. Hi, Benz. Hi, Jocelyn. I hope you all appreciate that I come up and speak because it's kind of like uh, sitting at the front row of the stand-up show. You know, you can be laughed at, but 
made fun of by the by by the committee, basically. Um, oh my yeah. god! So go ahead. You can snap. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm not gonna snap, honey. It's so funny because like I get this a lot. It's like guys are like roast me, and it's like, do you want me to yell at you now because your mom didn't yell at you enough when you were a kid? Like, what is this about? Tell me. You know, like let's hear the story. I'm just kidding. Sorry. You're a perfect fit. <laughs> crypto Twitter right? is a whole. Crypto Twitter is a whole shit show, so you're going to flourish here. And um, I just want to say, I'm, I'm not sure if it's uh, Martin Lawrence or who did it, but I think one of those guys, uh, one of famous uh, stand-up comedian, he did a, uh, people going to laugh at me uh, in the because uh, it's on Cardano. It's um, on, on the Cardano blockchain as an NFT, you know? You can definitely do all this, um, sell it as NFTs, and, and I'd definitely buy that shit. Because you're funny. That is something I've been hearing a lot too as well. And it's it's so interesting because it's like, um, I am I am considering it. Like, yeah, someone was telling me like, oh, if you do an NFT, um, but I only want, he's like, or NFT my jokes. It's like, it's just so interesting. But that's the beauty of this, right? It's like, again, like I am my family's first generation born in the United States. You know, I say I'm the proud recipient of this inherited ignorance from foreign born immigrant parents but no shade, no shame, no blame. Um, and so it's like, up until like a year ago, I literally thought I was going to end up like my parents, miserable, minimum wage, working for somebody else. And then um, not even like, like super have, I haven't really super cannibaled into NFTs or blockchain or crypto or any of that stuff, but um, specifically, but like community wise, like it's great. It's like, I got into Twitter space. And I was like, oh, wow, this is where like, all of you guys went sweet and you know and um and i i like i kind of like pride myself on being like this kind of like newbie web3 bambi you know and it's like i have my show sufficiently sufficiently awkward ama which started here on twitter spaces and it's mainly been like um i did i think 20 episodes in december Whew, crazy i don't know if the ambition is adhd or asian but either way it's like it was heavily like um nft crypto web3 people but then i realized like um, I can expand out. And so, yeah, like, I'm just hoping, are people looking at me to be that gap that, no, not the gap in between your legs, like the gap between like people, but like web three and web two where it's like, um, you know, if I can find success, maybe I can onboard other people because that's a, that's something I pride myself on doing that. I'm really happy to do it. But yeah, no, I, I said NFT on a plane the other day and some lady like gave me like, she thought it was like on drugs or something or something. So, I don't know. So yeah. <laughs> she's like nft she's like i tried that and it hurt my nose um, know, hey right? robo like, huh? <laughs> hey robo Do I need antibiotics for it no no antibiotics <laughs> <laughs> and we got robo up here can he talk or maybe he's rogan i can't I didn't want to interrupt your woman, though. She's gas i mean just listen to that. Uh, so motivational uh jocelyn earlier you said uh if you're having a bad day or you need cheering up, you just go like look in the mirror and laugh at yourself. Mm -hmm. I agree with you there. That that's okay. If, as long as you've got more than seven teeth, I totally <laughs> agree with you. Like, cause if I did that, my fucking entire day would just be like ruined. Like the mirrors are like turned <laughs> turned around in my fucking house. Like, darling, like I get where you're coming from. Nice sentiment, but like, please don't give me that life advice, or that would fuck me up for the day. Anyway, uh, Jocelyn, very interesting. But you must have uh, people like. Uh, all comedians have got people to look up to. I want to know where your biggest like like influences in comedy came from, and because we know Britain is like the home of comedy, <laughs> who's, your, who's your favorite current British comedian? Who's your favorite British comedian right now, darling? Uh, you know what? 
Funny thing, I'm going to say someone that you probably don't know. His name is Adam Bloom. Okay. Um, so he's not like world famous or anything, but I, he's a comedian I met on Clubhouse. Um, it was early on the Laugh Factory Comedy Workshop Unlicensed. Uh, they were hosting different workshop rooms and one of them was a roast, you know, a roasting room where you learn how to roast. And so I naturally was like, okay, if it's a roast and I guess there's like a main guest and then you like talk about that guest and everyone else. And I didn't know anybody. So like I literally was just like, making jokes on people based on their pictures and their, their bios. Right. So I wrote the, I wrote this three minute roast of like the laugh factory comedy workshop, you know, and I got, I got attacked because like, okay, there's like a recipe for comedy. So apparently when you roast someone, you're supposed to compliment first and then insult. Yeah. I was just insulting the entire time. So, um, I got like all this weird negative feedback, like, Oh, you can't do that. If you do that, like you'll never, I was like, okay, sorry guys. Bye. And Adam Bloom started following me and then randomly like had a little a little space room with like his fellow British people. And I kind of was like, oh, OK, so I stumbled in there and I'm just like listening. And he's like, guys, guys, Justin's here. Justin, hello, come up, come up. And I'm like, oh, God, who the fuck is this guy? Like what I do? And he made a point to let me know that he thought my roast or version of roast was hilarious. He thought I was hilarious. He thought it was funny. He's like. I was like, I don't know what the hell those people were talking about. And then it's like, you know, so I would say he's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, next would be uh, uh, King Eddie, Eddie Izzard. I'll give you Ricky Gervais just because, I mean, I don't know. Oh, wait, is Jim Jeffries? No, he's Australian. Or is he like a British person in Australia? I forget. No, he's Australian. He's Australian. Yeah, Jim Jeffries. You're like Jim Jeffries. Oh my goodness gracious yeah. me! Kind of. He's like okay. I saw him. I met him in real life, and I saw him perform live. So it's like you know, like I kind of like okay. But honestly, if I'm going to be completely one hundred thousand percent honest, the first comedian that ever like got me um, was Chris Rock, and that was um, his bigger and blacker. Um, oh, not bring the pain. I thought, I thought you were going to say bring the pain. Bring the pain it was in 96, homie. I was in sixth grade. Oh, like I was 12. Like, hello. I mean, you wouldn't, you know, like, uh, but no, so yeah, bigger. I feel like a groomer right now. I feel like a groomer right now. I feel so bad right now live online. I feel like a groomer. Kid, bring the pain, like, groomer. Oh, bring, yeah, crack. Who's on the crack? Yeah, I see, I brought it up. I, my clubhouse was my crack or the crack that I'm not going to talk about. But yeah, Chris, so Chris, Chris Rock, Rock is the original OG, darling. If, if that's your hero, like we are kindred spirits, because I've, I've never stopped talking about Chris Rock. He's the greatest comedian of all time after that, Richard Pryor. Oh, my God. Like, just smart, just like clever, entertaining, energetic. You know, like I just saw his newest special, which is very much Chris Rock. The one before what did you think? was like, I what liked did you the think new one. of that? I mean, it had moments where it's like, uh, you know, it's like an ebb and flow. Like, it's like your 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 monthly flow. Sometimes it's heavy, sometimes it's light. You know, just up and down. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, what's crazy? Kardashian, I the Kardashian bit. Oh, what the Kardashian bit? Oh yeah. And then I ha- I actually have a um what's an abortion joke too as well, which is like I very edgy, you know. But and and then Chris Rock was like the first one. I was like, wow, like. He like you know what I mean like wow like you can like he's just so like commanding an audience and that he was the first one that I experienced I was like where all of a sudden I think I got that spidey sense inside me where I was like I think I could do that maybe I can do that I don't know you know um and I love it because there was an interview with him Louis C K Jerry Seinfeld and Ricky Gervais you know and traditionally in comedy 
you know, if you're a stand-up, you're trying to get people to laugh every 12 to 15 seconds, right? I love Chris Rock because he's like, Mina, I don't need to laugh every 12, 15 seconds. Mm, maybe every 30, but, you know, he's like, he just wants a reaction, like a ooh or an ah or a gasp, you know? And I really love that, you know? And um, like I said, like, his new special was very much Chris Rock. And if you know him, I've loved every special he's ever done. I realized the one where it's like three shows into one is kind of weird because that's love his, but it's very ADHD. So I like it. But Tambourine was more just like, oh, I'm depressed, Chris. I'm getting divorced. But yeah, so for me, like, I'm very much the same, like energetic, loud, like, you know, make you think new and stuff like that. So yeah, he'd be my number one. But of course, Ali Wong and Joe Koi, because they're holding it down for the Asians, Margaret Choi too, as well. Um, and Rex Navaretti, which is like an old school Filipino community that no one probably knows, but, you know, I'm Filipino and stuff. And yeah, like, and then the fast talkers, like Eliza and uh, Nikki and stuff. Ooh, there's a hand. Oh, I don't look at my phone. Yeah, when I it's okay. Ro <laughs> it's okay. Robo. And you, you guys it. have no more segments too. So like, I don't want to, you know. Oh, you're good. You're good, darling. You, you gas you. I got to listen to you all fucking day. I tell you, you could sing the phone book and I'll be tuning into that shit. Uh, uh, we had B-Bands tonight. You mentioned about Disney. I did drop in the DM saying like, oh, they've been on the slide since Dina uh, Carana after the Mandalorian. Uh, Jocelyn, uh, can I ask you a question, please? Uh, go course. walk, go walk, get broke. Fucking Disney right now. This is the atypical. B-Bands mentioned the story tonight. The Lane People Office. Is that right, Bay Barnes? You started talking about Disney. And... Yes, yes. Right. Disney owns so, the fucking world, motherfuckers. Go Sorry. walk, get broke. What's happening, Jocelyn, with that shit in America? Go walk, get broke. I'm sorry. Are, are, did you want Chinese food? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little early. Is the world going walk? Is the world? Oh, Sorry, darling. World I'll, I'll, put my, I'll put my. Ah. Oh, I'll put my. Oh, I'll put my English fucking chimney sweeping voice on for you, Colin. <laughs> oh, sorry, Cheering I do apologize now. Um, okay. Yeah, I think so. I think so because, um, I mean, there's 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 so many wokes, right? Like, you have one eye open, your third eye open, your ass eye open, who knows? But for me, it's like, I yeah, it's just, it's choice. And like, because when you say woke, I'm thinking about the people who are talking about like, like like the conspiracy theory there's people but at the end of the day here's what it comes down to for me it's like um words have like power people tell you all the time whole like a lot of attraction manifestation so it's like yeah like people are now talking about the things that they don't talk about anymore you know like a new joke that i'm working on is like you know the things that are common that you don't know our comment because no one freaking talks about it like my question to the audience is like does anyone know what a bartholin gland is Anyone? Anyone? Wait, did you say that with the f or what was it? A, it's called a Bartholin gland. The Bartholin. Bartholin. Yes, the Bartholin. Oh, what is gland. the Bartholin gland? That is a shame. And both men and women should know what the Bartholin, Bartholin gland is. I mean, mainly women because it's in part of the vagina, but ultimately is the gland that moisturizes the vagina. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. And so. A common thing is like a, it's a gland that gets us super awkward and like weird, you know. And so for me, it's like I'm challenging myself to like make like bring that to people's attention and stuff like that. Yeah. So everyone should, should know what the Bartholin gland is and moisturizes the vagina. You go to Blasher, you go to ER. Ew. Um, but anyways. Um, so, so yeah. Wikipedia. Robo's on Wikipedia right now. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And that's like, I mean, if you're a man, shame on you. You should know what moistens the vagina other than your tongue. 
Anyway, sorry. Oh my god, it's so early. <laughs> Am I doing this? Sorry, my bad. Don't worry, don't Hear worry. Up. Hey, Hear so up. listen. Real quick, um, because EJ hopped in, I wanted to give him a chance. He's the founder of Space Skellies. I wanted to give him a chance to uh, say hello or um, because we are hitting on that hour and wanted to be respectful of everybody's time. Uh, I wanted to welcome EJ. How are you guys hello, doing? EJ. Oh, they're just consuming my like social audio <laughs> crack that I'm slinging so hard and fast this early morning. How are you? No, I'm hello. great. I've just been uh, putting the, I had the mic down, just listening along and got you and robo going at it now so uh i'll just i'll just hang out if you guys want any market analysis i'll just post it up in the discord and you guys can read through it i was unavailable i need your voice i need your voice aj come on read it for us bro and I'm, I'm, I'm full curtain. come on AJ. i don't want to throw the vibe off we just went from comedian and now we're gonna aj we need you aj no, no, your no, no, lifeboat no. I need you We're to speak so that I can like get enough of your your vocal vocal data so I can impersonate you in AI later. So yeah, go ahead. Let's hear what you have to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Well, if that's the case, let me pull back up the market analysis, and we'll go. I'm just gonna rip right through this. Um, the recap. I usually like, go over everything, but a quick recap of last week is um, the PCE price index, excluding food and energy, increased 0.3 percent for the month. That was below the 0.4 percent. Um, Dow Jones estimated and one second I got a car pulling out in front of me probably hit me in a second what is he sorry trying to figure this out okay um 100 things going on and the recap also softer than expected data came in with monthly energy prices decreasing 0.4 percent while food prices rose 0.2 percent goods uh, climbed 2.0 percent and services increased 0.3%. So we are seeing, uh, like Sabre said earlier, pretty boring in the market. It's not, nothing's really happening because these numbers are all hitting right uh, what is estimated. And then that led us into um, last week, the S&P 500 closed 3.48% up. NASDAQ was up 3.3%, Dow Jones 3.2%, and Russell 2000, 3.8%. Great week for the, for the stock market. That leads us into going into Monday today. We have St. Louis Federal President uh, Bullard speaks at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That has already passed. As you can see, nothing crazy came out or the markets would be going wild. Tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have Cleveland Federal President Mester will speak. Uh, Wednesday, we have 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Walmart will host its 2023 investment community meeting. That is something to pay attention to. And um, as you know, Sam's Club and Walmart are tied together. Uh, we all love, my wife loves Sam's Club. And if you guys don't go into Sam's Club often, uh, don't get your wife attached to it because you'll end up spending a lot of money. Um, but as far as Thursday, we have 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. St. Louis Federal Reserve Bank President James Bullard will give a presentation on the U.S. economy and policy. It is going to be the inflation hawk has said recently that monetary policy can continue to put downward pressure on inflation. So we will see if that happens. And then Friday, the US stock market will be closed for observance of the Good Friday holiday. Um, and keep in mind as well, though, that the stock market will, is closed. The uh, US jobs report for March will still be released at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is what I will have a star by. It is the most important event of the week. Um, the US jobs report for March will be released despite the stock, stock market being closed. Non-farm payrolls are expected to rise by 240,000 
for the month after a 311,000 increase in February and 517,000 uh, that was revised jump in January. So just pay attention to these numbers. Friday could be the one that I, I believe Sabre said we're testing some trend lines or su support on crypto, on Bitcoin. This could be what can break you over that edge if, the, uh, if anything's completely off. And I did go through that really quickly. We do have all of this in our market discussion channel. Feel free to stop by in our Discord, read through everything. Um, I'll have it in more, in more depth within the channel for you guys to read. And you can also see exactly what time those events happen. But I'll let you guys get right back to it. I don't want to throw the vibe off. And I do really appreciate you guys. A good laugh is always, always a really good way to start the week. So thank you. Okay, what about edging? Sorry, my bad. I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> so um we're about to hit that hour and i don't want to keep you but i would love to continue chatting for just a little bit longer if um we have some more people that have questions we got bruce who popped in here do you have a little bit more time jocelyn to hang out with us oh yeah i got plenty of time yeah i'm um right now uh i'm i'm supposed to be in a uh a, a networking room on clubhouse but it's fine they they do it every every day for four hours it's like okay like, guys, gotta go to Twitter Spaces. Bye, I'll be back. You, you um, might not want to tell us that you have a lot of time because Robo already ran a 35-hour space. <laughs> for Jerry's kids? Oh, my God. He wanted me so Hello. much. Don't, right? don't. No, wait, well, we did it with everyone's help. How many people's like, help did we do? This? I mean, it wasn't even me. It was uh, Little Gaines. Like, it was his devices. He was the thing. I was just his co-host. But, yeah, man, 35 hours, yeah. 35 hours. Unbelievable. Everybody, you guys think that's like, that's so cute, little Twitter spaces. Do you think that's like such a long time? Oh my God. Not like, really. Jocelyn, crack, Jocelyn, okay? not really. Okay. Not really. It was the FTX hack weekend. <laughs> like, like literally. So what happened was Gaines was on night shift. This is the story. <laughs> very, very quickly. Uh, Gaines was on night shift. Like I wake up Bangkok, 10 o'clock time. They've got the for the culture space. We log in, we're talking. Then the FTX hack happens after a few days after the bankruptcy millions and millions of dollars getting siphoned out the wallets like in real time so i started reporting and then developers came in validators came. i mean this thing grew i mean bay bands bay bands was instrumental in uh, supporting the 35 hour space here wow hey brucey i see you got your hand up how you doing what would you like to tell our guests or talk to our guest about hey everybody I just want to say he's hi. And I, he's 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 fallen all over himself. Sorry, uh, I, I, mean <laughs> I just wanted to add something to the Bartolin's gland because, as a lot of in Denmark, we know a lot about it. It was a Danish autonomist that mm -hmm. discovered it back in 1977, I think. And uh, Bartolin actually means uh, the son of Bertel. So yeah, that was just some Danish facts. Thank you. Tell me you haven't got Google without. Tell me you haven't got Google without telling me you got Google. Tell me you went to Danish elementary school without saying it, man. Bruce, can you do the Arnold Arnold impersonation to make the comedian laugh? Okay. Oh, you put him on the spot. Why you put me on the spot like that? Secret. You come to me in my chopper and you put me in my towel. No, 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 not today. I will put you in an Omniflix swap stream protocol and you will be swapped like the little bitch you are. 
I love you in that movie with Danny DeVito where you had a baby. Oh my God. So oh, me and my clone baby. Who are you? I'm me. You're me. Ha ha ha. Yes, me and my clone baby. Very good movie. Ooh, and that ass in Terminator. Apparently, you scared a lot of guys because you were the first R-rated man, naked man they saw as children. So good goes for you. You got that going on, you know? I'm muscle is muscle. Muscle has no gender. What are you talking about? Even my penis is a muscle. <laughs> Genderless muscle. <laughs> oh, something for the boys, guys. An erection is not considered personal growth, okay? According to your therapist, all right? It's just sticky and annoying. No, no, my erection is communal growth. It's for everybody. Uh, see, that just sounds like you need a lot of antibiotics. Or is that just <laughs> many steroids? I don't know. Sharing is caring, yeah. My mommy always say, don't be stingy with something oh. you got for free. Uh, so yeah, you and me can make clone baby. Okay, not STDs. It's actually a joke that I say too on stage where I say, I talk about how like, you know, I'm not here to spread disease, but, you know, according to the CDC, statistically, real talk, no joke, more than half of us here have some form of herpes. So According to small thing, I do not know what you say. Come to my tower. Bruce, you can drop the accent. Just try and have a conversation. Now you can drop the accent. Don't worry. Okay, okay, okay. He's he's excited. I'm very okay. excited. I, okay, yeah, you might you excited. might see you might he might slip in your DMs and hey, want to oh, see if you kind of want to come and hang out, DMs hang out and rack FM with us. Before you slide in there, because I just don't like chafing. You know what I'm saying? Nobody likes chafing. So just yeah. You know. Oh, I I will slip in your batulins, Clint. I will say I'll slip all the way. Bruce, okay, the accent, the accent, the accent. Remember that? You, you're falling into character again. Come on, Kate, remember. What do you mean? Your woman doesn't like shaving. I mean, come on, at least once every two days, Jocelyn. Come on. For the love of Mary, for the love of God. <laughs> no, you, you, don't, you don't speak English. You're an English teacher. You don't speak English. Oh, my God. <laughs> once once every two days, please, for the love of God. Please. Um, I don't shave. In Asia, in Asia, they walk around with them legs, with the hairs, my fucking jeez. Like, a, each leg looks like a skunk tail. The leg looks like a skunk tail. Every girl loves to hate because I'm hairless. Like, I've never shaved my armpits. I've never shaved my legs. You know, like, and the girls hate me. It's like, I literally grow hair three places. One gets trimmed, one gets waxed, and one gets threaded. You know what I'm saying? So, like, use your imagination. The armpit? You thread your armpit? No way. You lift your arm up and got Bob Marley underneath. No. Listen. Oh, I'm, I am jealous of you, Jocelyn. I'm very happy that you were blessed like that. Um, I have to get threaded on my face. So you can imagine the whole face. Top of the I mean, head. I leave the eyebrows. Face, I leave the eyebrows. And then the the eyebrows. Those are the three places, my friends. Top of the head, Just, on the face, and then below the waist. Yeah. Anyways. But not on my legs. Mm, sorry. I'm also that girl that all other girls love to hate because it's like I eat whatever I want, whenever I want, and still look like some anorexic meth addict. Yeah, my meth is like doctor prescribed. Okay. All right. It's not on the streets. You know, it's like comes with a little pill, you know, time released. <laughs> time oh released. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess on that note, I just want to see if there's anybody else who has any questions for Jocelyn um, before we kind of wrap it up or have any final thoughts from Jocelyn. Um, I just want to say, like, I want to thank you, honestly, truly, uh, B-Bands for sure, definitely, um, you know, earlier, uh, not earlier, but like a while ago, like I said, I'm not, I'm not super like cannonballed, like submerged, like drowning in like the NFT, blockchain, crypto, DeFi, DJ, and Web3 thing, but 
I mean, I respect everyone and what you're doing, like, you know, different shows, different folks. Um, but for me in particular, it's just, it's, it's nice to see um, people getting along and, you know, building a community called the human community because being human is hard and so is navigating these internet streets. Um, me personally, um, you know, being a content creator, being a creative, um, it's difficult. It's hard, it's hard to make money and monetize, especially me because I don't have like a weird, I don't have a frame of reference of like, you know, again, just a lot of self-discovery. So like worth So like right now, I'm just gonna throw it out there just so you guys know. Um, I think hopefully by the end of this week, I'm actually packaging um, three pieces of content that I'm gonna sell on my website. No, it's not OnlyFans content. My OnlyFans is only laughs, dash with legs, okay. Um, but no, it's actually, uh, it's uh, two, perform two live performances and um, uh, my story. So basically, and it's, I call them my cherry poppers uh, because uh, the first one is like the first time I ever performed live in real life in front of people. You know, um, I made the first time I made that, that leap from like the phone to like the stage and um, it's fun. And the second is uh, the first, my first booked gig at a comedy club. Um, and I really love this set because it's like, I watch it to this day and it can be kind of cringy because, you know, it's always interesting where you start and where, where you go. But like, I watch myself and like, for me, that was that I, that's the night I had the epiphany. That was the night where, you know, I hear my name, walk out on stage, turn around, bright ass blinding white light. Most people say something about it, like, oh my God, it's really black. I just remember staring at me like, fuck yeah, let's go, let's do this. And that was the show where it's like the next day I officially came out of the comedy closet and started calling myself a comedian you know, or like I forgot who asked me earlier, you know, that's, that's, the, that's when I officially like accepted the hindrance, you know, or like stepped into that lane of challenge. So yeah, and I sell things on like sentimental value and stuff. And it's like, it's a growing process. And the third is, um, I, I do a lot of graphic design work on Canva. I, I'm like obsessed with it. I didn't realize like it's such a passion of mine. So I actually, the comedy story that I wrote on my profile, I actually designed something on Canva where it looks like it's actually typing the story. So that's kind of cool. So I have it typing and then I plan on doing a voiceover to, with that as well. And yeah, so honestly, and if you, um, yeah, if anyone can come through and support and, you know, obviously monetary because like girls got to eat, you know, you know, dopamine doesn't pay the bills. Neither does um, dreams, but they will someday. Um, and then all I can say is that, you know, uh, I'm a, a mental, mental health advocate and uh, uh, a speaker of mine talks about your future self, right? Who is your future self in terms of health and fitness, love and romance, and wealth and finance? Well, my future self in terms of wealth and finance goes by the name of disposable income distributor. Okay, so hopefully, or not hopefully, eventually one day I'll get to the point where like I'll make enough money to support myself and my modest living. Don't worry, I'm not a, trying to be a Kardashian. Uh, um, my ass, not that big. But basically, where I can support myself and support others. So you know, so my success is your success, and vice versa. So yeah, but again, thank you so much. For letting me come run my mouth and give you guys all pretty much a headache, I'm sure, because of the anxiety. Don't worry, I got a quarter of Xanax for you after if you need it. Ding! I hope you Can we meet Liz? Can we meet Liz? Can we introduce uh, Jocelyn to Liz sometime? Yes, I think we need to do oh a slide God. in the DMs and have uh, Jocelyn and uh, Liz the Diz on Rack FM. Imagine, but, um, imagine the imagine smell. The oh smell. my God, Jocelyn. <laughs> Of what, your fingers? Ooh, kinky. <laughs> no, raccoons are not like that. No, raccoons they're raccoons. The dirty, they're, they're dirty trash pandas. It's all good. You know, it's so funny. I'm here and I'm like, 
Who is really king of the jungle nowadays? Is it a lion? Is it a llama? Is it an ape? Is it a mutant ape? Like, a I don't even know, you know? It's a, a raccoon. raccoon. Yeah. See, I'm oh, just... oh, we're all over it. We're like a fucking, we're like white on rice. We're like a cheap food, I tell you. We're like a tramp <laughs> on chips. The year worry, darling. I show myself as this web three baby as like this deer, but really I'm just like a fucking little Nemo. Okay. I'm a little cloudfish swimming in your open sea amongst all these wells and sharks. And I'm just really surprised no one's eating me. No, really, please. Can you? Please don't talk. Please don't talk about clownfish. I fucking hate that little fuck. Oh, we shouldn't swear on Baybands of Space. Sorry, but Nemo. Don't talk about Nemo. I've got a problem with Nemo. <laughs> That's another story. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Jocelyn. Um, <laughs> so, um, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story, making us laugh. This has honestly been one of my favorite shows um, because I do. I love making people laugh, too. I love laughing. and um, and. I just appreciate everything you're doing. Um, I do have one last question before we um, shut, uh, close down. No, I'm not last... a virgin. How dare you? Real quick, shout out to Ems. Ems is a homie from fucking back in the day. I haven't seen him in ages, but yes. What's your question? Howie. <laughs> last NFT that you bought and why? Oh, girl, you guys are going to fucking crucify me. I have yet to. I, okay, first of all, I don't have disposable income. So, yeah, I have yet to use any of my own USD um on an nft but the most recent one i received so basically between my solana schlong and my metamask um i have like 12 nfts i think they're all featured on my twitter uh banner and i'd have to say the most recent one i got i won um from the life's a joke nft clown community talent show on thursday night and i think it's the one on the top far right but I did actually just, I think I, I got one last Thursday. So I I just haven't checked my wallet. But yeah, so, and my whole thing with free, like, in my show, Sufficiently Awkward AMA, I talk about how it's a free show, but I'll take a free NFT any day because with NFTs, I'm more of like, a, I'm not a shower or a grower, just more of a holder. You know what I mean? And I appreciate them. So um, I actually haven't checked my wallet. So I know I haven't, like, invested, but again... Once I have this. Oh, no. You know what? You've been uh, you know what? Honestly, though, with you investing your time in these spaces and you you getting that um, given to you as you know, you deserved it. You know what I mean? And it's like you're paying for it with your time because time is the most precious commodity. Very good point. Thank you. You you choosing to spend it and and make people laugh is is worth a lot. So. I just wanted to let everybody know next week's show, we're going to have the Meta Vixens on. So please make sure to hop in for that. They are an NFT project on Ethereum with an amazing artist, female artist. And um, as always, thank you for joining us um, for our Bare Bones of Web 3 show. I hope you have an incredible day. Um, Saber and EJ, before we close out, I'll I'll, I'll let you guys close out the show. Yeah, thank you so much, Jocelyn. I didn't really, I didn't speak while you were speaking, um, but it was really funny. I'm just like sitting here, like giggling and laughing and making sure I throw up those emojis. Um, I've actually found it to be kind of like like a little bit stressful in the space lately. So thank you so much um, for bringing your comedy because it definitely helped start my week off right. Thank you. I know you guys are a bunch of Eeyores and I'm just bouncing here like a tiger, like what's going on? Woo! Maybe a piglet because they're girls and, you know, probably a couple of rabbits too as well. But yeah, no, at the end of the day, what I say is like, I'm just here to offer comedic relief for anyone in need. You know what I mean? Like I'm, you know, and yeah, exactly. I'm not here to like hurt anybody or insult anybody. I'm literally just here to like remind you guys that amongst all 
the bots and trolls, there are actual humans and being human is hard. And humor is something that we can all have in common to heal ourselves and others and stuff. So yeah, once again, thanks for having me. And I really appreciate it at the time. You guys are great. So long, farewell. I also am doing the talent show tonight. So I actually, I'm gonna do new jokes. So if you guys are over, if you guys are tired of that five minute dick pic joke set, don't worry, I won't be doing it tonight in Katie's space for the talent show. So yeah, but again, thank you so much. Hey, what is, uh, we gotta ask, what's your favorite color? Not in a weird way. What's your color? favorite color? I'm like LA, I like black, but I guess that's all the colors, right? Or the absence of color? But if I had to actually put a color, I would say like a la like lavender bluish, like blue, lavender blue. Like, you know, take the red pill and the blue pill and then smash them together. So whatever color that is, I feel like. It's be purple. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be purple. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, Van, we'll have to hook her up with a purple skelly from the treasury once we migrate to Polygon. Because she has MetaMask, so... There oh my go. god. Hey, that, that can pay for something. They're like $80, $90. So you can get one of those and then you get airdrop. Hold it forever. Uh, a yeah. diamond ring. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> Polly. Oh my god. I didn't realize there's so many Polly people here. Woo. It's like the 70s. Are we all just swinging around? No, I'm just kidding. No, that's so gracious and kind of you. Thank you so much. Like, I really appreciate it. And again, it's like, oh, these are great. Yeah. It's, uh, I remember back in the day when my first companies is like taking out second mortgage trying to just get by and pay the bills and you had no money really and no matter how hard it was uh it just never seemed to like it never stopped and it was never to the point where you feel like you could feed yourself but it was a great time great laugh um and we'd love to get you a nft in your wallet and you can sell it or you can hold it um, and do as you wish but just we do appreciate a, a good laugh in the spaces more than I think people understand. Even if they don't think they need a laugh, they really do. It can just snap you out of a bad mood in a heartbeat. Um, so thank you for that. Whether it was uh, about dicks or whatever, it was everyone enjoyed it. I know people were having a great time just listening and DME me. <laughs> so I know earmuffs. I'll hand out earmuffs next time. Like, who wants the earmuffs? Okay. I mean, I put like a little like. Hey, maybe this might they be a little like, resque, you know? <laughs> have like a, they have a, a deafening thing where you can select users and put an earmuff on them on Twitter. Uh, yeah. But no, really, thank you for that. It was it was great. And it was different. Usually these spaces are very uh, serious and more business oriented or project oriented. So we do appreciate the the change of speed and, and the change of really scenery because it was it was great just your perspective. I've never, ever, ever spoke with a comedian or heard a comedian talk about their experience. Um, so we appreciate it. And I hope that maybe gives you some courage and motivation to never, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Shit's rough, but never quit. <laughs> no, absolutely. And just another quick story is like, yeah, Twitter spaces, like in December of just this last year, you know, Fredo had me in his space and he like and like he was like, Joss, I've never heard your jokes. Do you want to do them now? I'm like, OK, it was Christmas. I was like, but uh, it's not a Christmas joke. It's a Christmas joke. He's like, no, no, no it's fine. Because like, he wanted the change. He wanted the difference, you know. But then like but then in turn, like muted me because like they went from like 90 listeners to 70 listeners. And he had to like mute me. And I was like, what the fuck? anyways, 
And then this one guy was like, you're not funny. I'm like, excuse me, what the hell? And it was crazy because it's like, it's those situations. It's like, oh, I could have easily been like, well, F this, F that. Like, I'm not going back. I'm stopping, right? But no, instead, like almost like within the same breath, I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to go to the people I know who think I'm funny and support me and like tell them about it. It was crazy because it's like, I get over there and I'm like, guys, I'm so upset. Like, why? This guy said I wasn't funny. And like, like, who is he? Get him in here. We'll cancel him. And it's just crazy because it's like, you know, I didn't need that no moment, but it's like you need those no moments to to know who's saying yes. You know what I mean? So it's like so anytime like something like that happens, like anytime someone's like telling you no or try to stop you, it's crazy because it's like as long as you keep showing up and speaking out, then like you'll really find out like who's your who are your yes people, who are your fans and your followers. Like Dan, Dan Cooks put it the best. He's like, forget anyone who doesn't think you're funny. Fuck those people. Just fuck with the people who think you are because those are your followers, those are your fans, and those are the ones that are going to like see you through you know but ultimately at the end of the day you're not going to know that unless you try or show up or you know put yourself out there but thank you yeah exactly you know oh so machine yeah, exactly. <laughs> no you're right it's it's you gotta kind of have that mentality that what you do is right for yourself and you know what it, you know what it takes to get where you are and you know what it takes to get to where you're headed so uh you're gonna have people that hate you for any decision you make but ultimately if you feel it's best for yourself and your future then no one else has any say with what you're doing bottom line it's it's your it's you and only you versus that person in the mirror and it's it's fucking great to hear people their journey whether it's you know comedian or athlete or uh an owner of some some business it's just it's great to see people that have been through the the have been through the bullshit you know right really that is that's the best thing because the journey is what makes it worth it. If there was no journey, it wouldn't be worth it. We'd get there and we'd be like, okay, like what happened? Uh, but anyways, <laughs> I could go on forever. I just appreciate it. The, the scene, you know, the, the laughs and everything were great. So thank you so much. And um, we'll get you hooked up with one of those skellies. I'll have bands stay in touch and, and get you one. We migrate on Friday. So we'll, we'll send you one over. Oh my God. And like, I love space sci-fi stuff like abyss is probably one of my favorite movies if you know you know if you don't oh my god oh, i love that Jack movie it's so oh romantic god, it's, so, good. it's so romantic abyss with the i love so the little good. water thing yes. looking at her with the long neck and it was like yeah. i don't know it's just so ethereal i love it this is like super cool old school and yeah no so i like yeah space yeah like art too as well like it's really cool and stuff and so and that's the thing too is like a lot of people don't realize like everyone's Everyone who's ever expressed anything, like, you're an artist, you know, or a creative, you know, we're like, you know, so anyways, just again, thank you for the support and having me. Absolutely. Hey, bands, before we hop off, did you, what did you cover before we got on about, did you cover anything Skelly related or did you guys just, did you rock right through it? Yeah, I covered um, the announcements that migration to Polygon is on Friday. Uh, I covered all the spaces that are happening this week. And that Egg Levin has a new smoked rumble game. And I was going to see if you had anything else, but I do know we also have um, a migration space that I told everybody about in just about an hour and a half. So people can ask questions and get all the updates there as well. Yeah, for sure. That's what, yeah. And uh, we did break 4 million stars in sales today, which puts our total collections over a quarter million in secondary volume, which is pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, that's that was really good to see. Good to going into migration, uh, a lot happening, and 
if you guys have any questions, yeah, come to the spaces in about an hour and a half or so. And anything you have, just ask. So then you're not on Friday running around in circles trying to figure out what's happening. Um, and we'll go from there. But thank you for covering all of that because that definitely is what I was going to do. Yeah, shout out to all the immigrants. Good luck. You'll get there. And I think it's crazy. It's like, because for me, it's like, I know, understandably, like, in its most basic form, Twitter spaces, social audio, it's just like us having a conversation. But I having like a background working in the entertainment industry behind the camera, or yeah, it's like, for me, like, this is a show. It's so like, I can respect that. And so how do you guys not incorporate music in your shows? Because it's like, I used something earlier, EJ. It just made me think of this. I don't know. Bon Jovi, it's my life, you know? Yeah, so thanks, guys. I was, yeah, I had, I had to wait for a second to make out that background music, but no, that's great. There are some people, when they host these spaces, they have really nice mic setups, and the music is crystal clear when it comes through. However, Twitter lets you choose from a few music sources, and they're awful. Um, but I agree. If we could have music incorporated, that would be that would be fun. We're working on it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but uh, EJ, do you want to uh, close down the show, you know, with your positive vibes, your good words? Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for sticking around. Um, we hope you guys have had a great weekend leading into a great Monday and that we were able to start your um, week off with a laugh. Oh, my God. It and... is Monday, huh? Oh, my God. Yeah. Case on the Mondays. Hey. Sorry. Exactly. exactly. Everyone Dude, likes it's to web free. Um, there's 24 seven open. What is this sleep you guys are talking about? Like what day is it? Who knows? You know, it's a day or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. Calendars. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Who made the, who made those? We don't really know what those are. Um, but yeah, guys, we always say at Space Skellies, you know, choose to find the good and the bad, no matter what the situation may be, make the world a better place today. Hold a door, give someone a hug, tell them thank you. Uh, just leave the world a better place than it was yesterday. And we hope to see you guys in about an hour and a half on our next spaces. For any other information, just hop into the Discord. You can find all the channels that you need. And that, with that, once again, thank you to our guests for stopping by today. And until next time, guys, we just want to say thank you. Stay safe. Be smart. And God is about to you guys. See you guys. Hilarious. I love that wrap-up music, guys. Sometimes you need a little wrap-up music. All right. Well, you guys don't have to go home like Martin Lawrence said, but you can't stay here. Bye. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions. Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing. I'll aggressive, insane from all directions. Smoke blows in when I start a session. Plink canvas, blaze up the handlers. Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck. Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush. Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers. Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse. But in the universe, I'm just writing some words. Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs. Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey. Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern. For certain, got the taxes included. Acting like a writer, never felt secluded. Get 
couldn't do the shit and line them up Just another fixed game of try my luck Go lighten up dog. it could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're dead or putting in new speakers It's a toss up, driver or just tweakers Don't stress yo, I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake, off the cutting floor we take A little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling Less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the blocks came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal, I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble Spaces.